Welcome to the Fit to Talk podcast. What's happening, you beautiful, beautiful bunch of beauties? <laughs> thank you, as right. always, for listening. Oh, thank you, Bobby. We uh, try to make you. Your, oh, oh, that's right. Oh, sad beginning. You heard. <laughs> In spite of that, we do still try to make your life a bit better every time you join us. <laughs> All of you, except Stefan. <laughs> ah. Savage. Uh, just because, as we know, as you know, all together now, fitness, fitness doesn't, doesn't have, have to be boring. boring. <laughs> right now, you're listening to one of our talk episodes in which Bobby and I, perhaps unsurprisingly, talk. Oh, it's like a pantomime now. Cue that pantomime <laughs> oh, music. No, it isn't. Oh, no, shush. It's fit to talk. <laughs> oh, my God. What a start. What a start. <laughs> we are off to an absolute banger of a start. We should let people know that uh, this has been a very long day already at the time of recording. It has. Not so much for me, more for you. <laughs> yeah, I have lost my marbles. I don't know where they are or if I had any, but uh, if I didn't have any, then I'm looking for the marbles I didn't have. I love marbles. Okay, so many things. You, What are they for? I don't really know. They're nice to look at. I mean, I say I like marbles. I feel like I used to have some marbles. Did you? I feel my grandma had some marbles. She'll tell you something about your age when you are. <laughs> they used to feel nice. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Feel my marbles. I'm going to say it. Those um, tiny balls. I feel, to see, well, we are going off. Top, we are going off the rails. Early doors. Um, Welcome. Yeah, marbles. Yeah, I feel like I played with marbles as a kid. I feel like I had a, like a velvet sack of marbles. Yes, and there would be a big one. There'd be a big yeah, marble. There was always and a big marble. Yeah. What do you actually do? There's a game. Is There's there a definitely game? a game in which it involves, well, involves both the big one and the small oh, one. But I'm not really sure how to play it. Is it a bit like Jax? If you tell me what that is. <laughs> I think it's a bit like marbles. <laughs> ah, is that like Pogs? Pogs! We've, <laughs> we've spoken about Pogs on the podcast, haven't we? Have we? Have we? I'm pretty sure we have. Um, I've been listening like, is like, we know more about this than you do. I was speaking to somebody else the other day about Pogs. I used to have a Taz of Tasmania Pog and it was... <gasps> I had a Taz of Tasmania Pog! Oh, no way. Oh, this... <laughs> this podcast we'll, we'll move on the reason we're uh, so tired is because the last few days have been crazy as always um specifically actually something fantastic happened to me i don't think i've told you oh do tell that my uh, best friend from home has asked me to be his best man oh that is very funny. exciting yeah i'm over the moon oh I was congratulations like a little kid when he asked me i love I like, that because i've never been a best man before so i'm both terrified and excited yep that's fair I don't really know what the best man does. Just the, the speech is the main thing. Yeah, it's like, terrifying. Yeah. I, the one time I've done it once and it was terrifying. Because <sighs> I'm not very good at speeches. Anybody who's at my wedding knows that I'm not good at speeches. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's your wedding, then all you need to say is like, doesn't my wife look I, lovely today? I managed to make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to make it creepy and weird. I would expect no um, less. And anybody who was there will tell you exactly how I did that. And, uh, <laughs> I probably won't talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> I, I look forward to hearing about it. It's worth saying that we didn't even know each other then. No, we didn't. Uh, it's not that we actually secretly hate each other and you didn't invite me to your wedding. No, I got married eight, near, near enough eight years ago. I'm still devastated I wasn't invited. <laughs> Let me just <laughs> retrospectively invite you. <laughs> Welcome to my wedding. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Another thing that happened on the weekend yeah. is that I travelled to Cardiff to see the WWE event. That's the World Wrestling Entertainment event. Clash at the Castle. Wrestling. Wrestling. Doing some wrestling. Now, if you know nothing about wrestling, uh, 
yes, it is still going on. It's exactly the same thing as you might remember from when you were a kid. Hulk Hogan, you know, yeah, Stone Cold. I, I haven't watched wrestling, wrestling, since <laughs> the days of Jake the Snake. Well, okay, so it's the same. That's a lie. <laughs> um, but <laughs> what's happened since is they've gone through this whole era mm-hmm. where they went into what they called the PG era, right? Where they, they used to have this 14 plus rating on wrestling. Yep. So that's why they used to beat the shit out of each other and be bleeding everywhere and Fair. severely damaged. And then the network that it was on changed the rating. So they had to sort of take out the kind of the violence oh. from an entirely violent thing. Yeah. Uh, and that has fairly recently changed back. Okay. So I went to this event and it was the first time in 30 years that they'd done an event of this magnitude in the UK. And it was like, I don't know if you know any old wrestlers, but like Rey Mysterio and like Edge was still there. Like all these people that were and around I, when I was- And like, a Triple H. Well, he's now the CEO. Oh. So he runs, and he's also like chief content of, of something. Um, <laughs> he's in charge of the social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, he actually like hires talent. Like he's managing all the okay. talent stuff and storyline decision, that, that kind of stuff. He's pretty much top dog because Vince McMahon finally retired. Vince McMahon. I do remember Vince McMahon. And yes. we've all seen the Vince McMahon memes. Well, when he tore his, both his hamstrings. Hamstrings. His hamstrings. <laughs> I tore my hamstrings. They were harmed in the process. Oh, um, oh. I wish I had my soundboard. Oh, not today. Not today. Oh my God, I'm going to put as many dad puns as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for it in the next guest <laughs> episode. Um, yeah, so basically I went to see this hmm. uh, thing and it was absolutely glorious. The event lasted like five hours. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so... Obviously, we know wrestling is fake, uh-huh. but there's still, it's like, I mean, I, it's not watching it a long time, but it's still pretty punishing. So many things to say about this, because it really bothers me when people are like, why do you watch wrestling? It's fake. I'm like, have you seen a film? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Like a, a film is fake. Like, do you like musicals mm. or plays? That's fake. Those actors- Wait, what? Like, like <laughs> you know that this isn't live. Like, yeah. you know that they're going through something they've rehearsed. It's the same. Like, at no mm. point are they going, like, yes, this is unscripted, which I understand they used to do in the 80s, but they don't. They're very... They're very, very open about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, this is a storyline. It's a soap. Mm. I actually think it's, it's very soap. similar. Oh, my God, that's actually the best it's way a, of thinking about it, yeah. I think it's as close to panto as Americans have. Yeah. Because it's got all these traditions that are <laughs> only to do with wrestling, and the audience affects what happens. So, like... If the audience is really, really cheering somebody, like they'll modify what they do. So mm. I think what you were getting at was the physical aspect of what they do. Yeah. Well, you've done stage combat. <laughs> Badly, yes. Badly, but so you've, you've attempted some. But if you have never done stage combat, it's really, really hard to do. This is full contact stage combat in 360 degree live audience with close up camera footage of every shot mm. that's improvised. Now, that's the important thing. They know the outcome of the match and they might talk about, and I literally mean talk about, they'll go, oh, we'll do this move, this move, and this move as a sequence from the corner at one point. That'll be great. <laughs> They're doing some corner work. Excellent. Oh, yeah, precisely. <laughs> well, kick and step. The rest of it, they call on the spot. Wow. So, okay, that's news to me. because I, I, I assumed, rightly or wrongly, wrongly clearly, um, that it was like fully choreographed ahead of time. They don't have time. Wow. They don't have time or the inclination is the honest truth. Wow, that's so dangerous. It's That's so madness. dangerous. So when you see stuff go wrong, which is constantly, yeah. because it's, I like what you said, what they're actually doing is so, so hard. Imagine jumping up to a top rope, which is probably sternum height for most people, a standing leap mm. to a rope that moves, landing on the rope, and then back flipping off that to land flat on somebody on the ground. 
And people say, oh, that, that, yeah, but the ground isn't solid. It's wooden boards that bend. You do it. Yeah, it's a strong no for me. <laughs> like, that would kill. And so many wrestlers have just, like, snapped their necks repeatedly. There's constantly, like, muscle tears, that kind of stuff. It's insane to well, see yeah, it. Like, you're, you're moving in such an erratic way and putting so much impact on your body. Like, it's horrendous. that's crazy. That's oh. crazy. And to... Just the margins for error are so small. Insanely small. And they literally, seeing them was something else, actually. Mm. They are literally superhuman people. Wow. You know, you're, you're talking about bodybuilder level of physique with elite athlete level of usage of that body. Mm. I mean, your ability to create power, resilience, like injury prevention. You know, sure, I'm saying they break their necks, but that's because they get dropped onto their neck five, six times a night and they do five shows a week. So you're like... Because they've got two house shows as well yeah. as the, the two main things. So like, eventually that's going to build up like as safely as you do it. That's going to hurt at some point. Yeah. I hurt myself just getting out of bed. So yeah. Honestly, watching it, I was like, wow, okay. They are actually genuinely superhuman. That's really blown my mind about how much of it is improvised. That's um... It's worth saying that when you come to things like WrestleMania, they might be a little more, okay, they might fine. have a little more time yeah, yeah. to... I, I say rehearse, but it's intentionally improvised so that the crowd can affect it. Fine. So yeah. let, let's say that the they have two things. I'm sorry, I wouldn't know quite a lot about this. A face is a good guy and a heel is a bad guy based okay. on what you can see from the camera angle. So when they're on the side, if you can see their face, that's the good guy. And if you can see the back of them, their heel, they're the bad guy. Brilliant. Like... It's literally panto. That's <laughs> this is amazing. I'm really imagining loads of panto, like a, a slosh scene. Well, in well there. they turn around. They want the response. Do you mean, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If, if you're there, if the heel is beating up the the good guy, and that's getting a crowd reaction, that's going to continue. Yeah. Whatever that reaction is, if it's getting a response, if they start going quiet, stuff will change. Like it is this live thing where they constantly. I love that. Mix it up. Immersive. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine you or I going to any wrestling classes anytime soon? Wrestling? Um, no. <laughs> it's safe to say I won't be doing any wrestling. I want to go, but I would not make it through in one piece. <laughs> like, they'd be like, and break four. I'm out. <laughs> Peace out, guys. Cool, have a good time. I mean, uh, I think part of me not wanting to do that is my age, and I've really felt my age recently. <laughs> I am... Um, I went I went to a dance class. I went to two dance classes for the first time in years the uh, wow. last week, which has been a shock to the system. Um yeah, I went to uh I went to my friend Joe McShane's class and who we've had on the podcast. We have. I went to her class, which was three and a half hours long. <laughs> Joe. Thank you for that. The, the last hour of it, I just had my hands on my knees the whole time, just <laughs> praying for it to end. Because <laughs> I was like, and my fitness at the moment is pretty like decent, but wow, it really took me by surprise. It really took me by surprise how, I think I think what took me by surprise is because I've not been dancing a load recently, my dance fitness, as opposed to my general fitness, had just absolutely bottomed out. Wow. It's different, isn't it? It is different. It is different. And it's such a specific kind of fitness that it just, it's a lot. <laughs> it was, those classes were a lot, but I oh. loved them. I loved them. Like, and the reason I went to both of the classes, went to Joe's and I went to my friend Carrie's as well, is because the vibe, 
And like, I think we've spoken about this on the podcast before of like the whole filming classes and how we don't like that. And I can't remember which one we spoke about. What's it for, yeah. And what's it for? Like, why are you, why are you in these classes if you are wanting to film it? And like, I get, I get, I do get why people want to film it. But for me, for me, going to a dance class is quite a um, intimidating thing. Because I'm like, realistically, I'm old to be dancing in that kind of scenario. Like, the people in most both of those classes were a lot younger than me in general. Not some of them were older in Carrie's one, but in Joe's one in particular, like everyone was like new grads or still in college. So those classes are intimidating for people who don't necessarily feel like they're in the right, in, in the best like dance shape or whatever. But the vibe that those two created was just so nice. It's such a like open, just everyone was there just to dance and enjoy it. And to just to do what you love. And I, I think, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I felt like I'm still buzzing from those two classes. That's so interesting because I think I've said to you, you know, I, I don't actually go to classes that much. Mm. And then uh, since I've joined this new gym that's near my house, so I'm currently actually a member of two gyms. And oh, baller. Work at, a cu- work at a couple. <laughs> yeah, baller with all that money I don't have. Um, <laughs> and... So I went to my first class I've mm. been to in a, that I haven't been doing for work. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're yeah, training. Yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 of course. Uh, in Just a, long, a class long time. for enjoyment. Yeah, well, you say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I did, so I've now done three Metcon classes and my body is on fire. It's a style of training I haven't done in mm. quite a long time, which I'm really loving. Yeah. Because it's making me do stuff that I wouldn't do. But the, the reason for that is my goal has changed. So we talk quite a lot about classes on here and- mm. I've had an aesthetic goal for quite a long time. And at the moment, I completely lost motivation for that. I just didn't really care. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? And the answer was, let someone else motivate me. Do you know what I mean? Go, okay, well, I'm going to stay where I'm at. This isn't going to change my body that yeah. my nutrition might, but those workouts aren't going to. But like that motivation I can get from booking that class, being fined if I don't go and having somebody else go, this is what's happening, yeah. do it. And as you're doing it, go, come on. <laughs> like, Yeah. Sometimes I, th- I do think like as PTs and as people, PTs who teach classes as well, it's, I, I personally love having it taken out of my hands. Mm. Somebody telling me what to do because yeah, I think you get to a point where you spend your whole time telling other people what to do that you just don't have the energy or the like will to program for yourself or you just kind of want that external voice going to yeah. what you're going to do. It's also motivated me to get back in the gym to do my own stuff, yeah. which is kind of what I want, uh, what I want to do is get back in line with what mm. that, that goal is eventually. But uh, yeah, I ended up going back to do some boxing. Oh uh, yeah. How did that go? <laughs> Poorly. <laughs> poorly. Pretty poorly. Good. Excellent. Uh, it's worth saying to people that don't know, I teach boxing to people and I take a boxing class and um, I'm qualified to do that. It's mm. worth saying, but it's actually been a while since I've put myself through the paces in that sense. And I did this last night and uh, I sucked. <laughs> I was terrible. Um, so that's now on the agenda for improving. Yeah. But I think it's interesting. Like, uh, that whole thing of do you necessarily need to be amazing at something in order to teach it brilliantly in order to be a brilliant coach 
I think I think the obvious answer is no. Mm. But your understanding has to be fantastic and you have to be able to teach it. Yeah. And the the best answer for that is for things like the people who train the most elite athletes in the world. Like Muhammad Ali had a boxing coach. Like now you might look at him and go, who the hell's going to be better at him? Mm. Well, the person doesn't have to be better at him. They just need to be able to assess him and yeah. know how he can get better. And that's what you pay a coach for. Yeah. Like I do think that's that's something that we've mentioned to one another, I think, isn't it? When you... When you're picking your personal trainer, mm. for instance, or your classes, who to go to, or you're looking at the gym, going looking at these pictures of these people, whose class do I want to go to? Their physical shape doesn't determine how good of a personal trainer they are. It that only tells you how good they are at applying that thing to themselves. Mm. Quite often, I'm going to make a bold statement. Oh, okay, prepare. In my experience, the personal trainers I know that are in preposterous shape and always have been in preposterous shape are genetically fortunate. Mm -hmm. And so they don't, they tend not to have as much of an idea how to help people who are not as genetically fortunate as them. Cause they go, well, this is what I did and it mm -hmm. works. And you go, okay, but that isn't what works for other people. Yeah. Like it, their experience is so narrow of what's required to get to incredible shape, that their ability to help a lot of people is is not there. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to that. Of course. And, um, I might just be bitter because I'm not in incredible shape. But, um, <laughs> yes, you are. I'm in fantastic shape. You look magnificent. South, it's, a <laughs> it's a circle. It's a circle. I love circles. But I, th I think it's, I'm, I know I'm sort of waxing lyrical about this now, so forgive me, but, you know, do you need your... A doctor that's performing your heart surgery to have had the heart surgery. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very valid... Like, no, no, they just need to be able to do the heart surgery. Mm. Like, they just need to be able to carry out the actions that are required for you yeah. and your body to get you the outcome you are after. Absolutely. I think it's... And it's difficult. It's difficult because... I don't know. I've got, I suppose I've got two points. Okay, so... When, like you were saying, somebody who is genetically gifted and looks a certain way, they are automatically their own advertising. They are a walking advert. So they don't necessarily need to try as hard to learn about personal training and about how to work with different kinds of people and what kind what certain people need like they they might approach it again generalizing they might approach it from the view of well this worked for me so this will work for you but realistically we you and i and most personal trainers know that's not true that it's a it's such a unique experience you it can't be a cookie cutter situation it has to be you have to listen to your client you have to listen to what they want what they what they like all sorts of things to create the right program and the right atmosphere yeah. and the right lifestyle for them. Yeah. I mean, I know you've got a second point, so forgive me for jumping in, but like to, to add to that, like I've got clients that are religiously tracking their macros. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And even some of them focusing on micronutrients as well, et cetera. And I've got clients that are aiming to eat meals. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and everything in between people trying to go, okay, 20% of my food, can be whatever I want it to be, 80%. Otherwise, two days on, one day off, five, two, like whatever 
strategy works for them. Like some people like intermittent fasting and it's, and it works for them. It's about knowing as many strategies as possible to yeah. get the outcome that's going to be right for that client and also finding it in the least possible time. So you're not wasting their time and money, like, which means you need to know this stuff. You need to take an interest. You need to be researching it all the time because stuff changes and then applying it to people. Mm. You need a human interaction to go, okay, I can work out what you need and will you trust me to deliver? And hopefully you do. The whole idea of human interaction, I think is such an important part of what you just said and important part of personal training. It's that whole thing of judging a book by its cover. If you, if you look at a personal trainer, a great personal trainer might be ripped. A great personal trainer might not be. If you judge it them purely on aesthetics, then you're always going to go for the ripped one. If you have a conversation with the personal trainer, if you have that human interaction, you will find the personal trainer that is right for you. Yeah. And there is a personal trainer that's right for you. And it's, but it's a much more, per, it says it in the title. It's a personal thing. Yeah, it should be for you. You can buy a cookie cutter program from anywhere. You can get them cheap because yeah. it won't work. But I'm like, you know, when you've got incredibly ripped personal trainers that we both know, who can't perform an exercise correctly, even in a demo video, then realistically, why the hell are you going to that person? Mm. Sure, they're ripped, but it's from 10 years. Like, it's going to have an effect. If you go to the yeah. gym for that period of time and pick up heavy things repeatedly and eat only chicken, like, which is what the person I'm on about did, I'm like, that will have an effect. Yeah. But that's not health. No. It's home way. Anyway, soapbox. We we had a lovely little time on the soapbox there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Again, it's something that we just, just uh, do you know what? I, I, I won't ever really stop talking about it because it is something that I know both of us feel passionate about. And the haters, if there's any haters, I can't imagine there's any haters listening to this podcast. There's no haters in the Fit2 fam. <laughs> but if any haters were to hear this and would say, oh, it's just because you two aren't ripped, we have been. Give, but, give me six weeks, uh, I'd be not. This is going to sound really knobby. Give me six weeks, I'd be shredded for a photo shoot. Exactly. We have been. We know how to be. We don't have to be. Yeah. It's even, even if we haven't ever been shredded. Oh, God, I hate the term shredded. My God. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself right now. Um, that's not what matters. What matters is our knowledge of personal training. And that human interaction and how we could make the best lifestyle for our clients. Yeah, depending on what they want. Depending on what they want. So, yeah, it will be something that will inevitably come up many, many times. Also, uh, your arms are currently the size of tree trunks. So. Why, thank you. It's just wonderful lighting. It's all <laughs> tricep. It's all tricep. It's all croissant. As, as we know, we're full glaze. I, I live for the croissants. Uh, anyone that doesn't remember, we mentioned this early on, but anyone that doesn't know, Bobby used to have an online, uh, what would you call it? Uh, what would I call it? Fitness class. Yeah, online fitness class. It called was Bobby's Bakery. Bakery, indeed. Yeah, it served me very well over lockdown and... Uh, has led me to here. Uh, yes, <laughs> has, has led me to seeing my face on merchandise around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we got a. Well, I was going to say we've got a banner with our faces on we it do. now. <laughs> Stefan sent me a video last night of him stood next oh. to the banner, and the banner. We are life size on the banner. It's worth saying that it's it's 
said it would be two meters tall, but you know, I'm one meter, whatever. I'm a six foot three. It's definitely bigger than that. Excellent. Uh, and oh my God, this I is the tallest I'm ever going to be. It's, it's terrifying. I just <laughs> lifted up this thing and I was like, oh my God, there's us. There's us. We Live look. and in living colour. Yeah. Oh, nice musical theatre reference. Thank you. I didn't know it was. It is. I actually don't know what that's from. It's from Catch Me If You Can. Totally knew that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> suspicious eyes. <laughs> suspicious mind. Um, yeah, so we should tell you. We've got a banner because in a week... We're heading into a drama school. We are. Our very first workshop. It's very exciting. It's what we've been working on whilst we, we were in Dublin. I should call yeah. it a masterclass, by masterclass. the way, as that's what it's been booked as. Oh, excellent. Um, which is exactly what it is. Um, <laughs> every single student is going to get... <laughs> what are they going to get, Bobby? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a bit more professional than this, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get the they're going to get the professional polished version of this podcast. Yeah, which hopefully, if you have learnt one thing, maybe not from this episode, but from any of our episodes and any of our guests, we intend to go into drama schools and, you know, teach them how to take care of themselves based on what we know personally, not just as personal trainers and nutrition coaches, but also long-time industry professionals, but also everything we've gathered from other industry professionals and give them a little toolkit. Yeah, everything. And actually, this is something you and I were talking about the other day after we recorded a guest podcast. We were talking about how what's been wonderful, I think, about doing this podcast from our point of view has been meeting all these amazing guests and just taking bits of knowledge yeah. from each guest and just just the wonderful breadth of knowledge that they've brought, each one of them. And they've all brought something different. And it's it's just been fascinating to take their thoughts on board and kind of process them. And hopefully we're now in a position where we can relay that to, to these students and to you all listening. And I don't know, it's just, yeah, we had, we had quite a nice moment the other day after the guest podcast and um, yeah. Oh, I just, just, I love doing this podcast. So there we go. Yeah, we hope you love it too, because yeah. it uh, costs us a lot of money and yeah. we don't make any money from it. So, and, and if you don't like it, you've probably you've switched off already. So. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening in, we'll start a GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> Fund. Can we become a registered charity? Probably not. How mm. um, does it? Yeah. <laughs> not off the back of this. They won't listen to this. <laughs> well, is there anything else? No, I feel, I feel like that's. Uh, Let's put a lovely little bow on it. Bloody marvellous. I love a bow. Well, <laughs> wherever you are out there in the world listening, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this, could you do us a favour? Would you mind popping onto Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever you're doing right now, and just scroll down a little bit and press that five-star review button and leave us a review? And if you want a reason to do that, then please please just have a little look at the review that I have written on our own podcast <laughs> because nobody's mentioned this to me yet. <laughs> Do you know what? I saw it <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, oh, this is a nice review. And then I saw the name and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Nobody's mentioned uh, okay. this. Also, my, the name I've put in is clearly my name. Yeah, it's clearly you. So I'm like, it's quite odd that nobody's done that. So yeah, if you could and you want to laugh, then please go down and read my nice review of our podcast. And uh, <laughs> we uh, go from there. But also, genuinely, it really helps if you can just crap a, a crap. <laughs> if, you could, if you could just crap. Just on Apple, if you scroll down, click that five-star button. And even if you leave a review that says, great, the fact that there's a review really helps us. The same on Spotify. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you're on Spotify, you go down and click subscribe. That's what really helps drive up those listeners. Absolutely. And we'll get this out to more people. Yeah, it would be fantastic. And if you could share us on Instagram, every single share helps. Like, Do you know. believe? Do you <laughs> Thank you. If you had a button, he'd press it. That's (laughs) shocking. That's shocking. But yes, it all helps. So please, please do. And don't forget, we've got our next guest episode coming up. We do. On Monday, we've got the legendary John Addison. Another beautiful, beautiful person. Oh, my God. Yeah. And actually what you said before about stuff we've learned from people, I actually, I really took away quite a lot from his episode. So I'm... I'm really excited for that to come out and people to hear it. Because yeah, I think it's a great episode. I really am excited to hear it. You're a fascinating guy. Really, really lovely. What a gem. And also some really good advice. Yeah. I've actually repeated the advice he said to people like about four times since then. Well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen in to find out what that advice was. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Well, you can find more information about us and about this podcast and other guests on our Instagram at fit2 underscore talk. And as always, if you've got any questions that you want answered by us, please send them on our way. You know what to do. Slip slide into those DMs. I'll be there in a full wrestling outfit. Which is uh, just trunks, right? It's just trunks. I'm just in some skimpy trunks uh, with a mask on. So uh, don't be afraid. <laughs> I am. Sounds like a dream I had. Thank, <laughs> thank you again for listening. And if you like what you've heard, we've been Fit to Talk with me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.